You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Thursdays at 3 p.m. here on the West Coast and varying other times around the world. If you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, maybe off of Apple iTunes or one of our other various podcasting services, well, then thank you for making our show a part of your day. And we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast time, heard exclusively here on OC talkradio.net. I would like to thank our sponsors for today, Succession Strategies and Smart Business Magazine. If you're listening to the program live today, you're expecting to hear my interview with Tom Krekel of Full Sail Strategies. Well, then just hold on because Tom will be our second guest and we'll be talking with him in about 20 or 25 minutes. If you're also listening to us live today and you might want to join in the conversation either later with Tom or with my first guest, Joanne Boone, then it's easy to do. Simply find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. There you will be asked to log in with your Twitter ID. By doing this, it will bring you right to our producer. Our producer today is Pablo and he will be able to communicate with you and possibly bring your thoughts, <clears throat> questions, and ideas to my attention. And I can work them into either the talk with Tom on business models or the conversation that I plan to have with Joanne today. Joanne is the president of Rio San Antonio Cruises. I'm going to talk with Joanne about her business, but I'll also I'm going to ask her to share how she turned around a failing enterprise using a surprisingly simple yet extremely effective game plan. But first, let's welcome her to the show. Joanne, welcome to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. How are you, Rick? I'm doing well, thank you. I hope you're doing well in San Antonio yourself. I am, thank you. I am, I have to admit, I, in previous lives, previous jobs, had the pleasure of traveling to the beautiful city of San Antonio and experiencing, I think, maybe a part of the services that you that your firm provides. But why don't you share with our audience a little bit about what it is that Rio San Antonio Cruises does? Rick, we have uh, essentially three types of services. The uh, Rio Taxi, which is pretty much a shuttle, point to point. You Stick your hand out, you yell taxi, it pulls over, picks you up, and you buy your ticket on board. And off you go. Depending on how far you want to go, that's the kind of ticket they'll sell you. Uh, and that runs the entire circuit of the Riverwalk continuously from 9 a.m. through the whole day. The second type that is often the most photographed is the private meals and dinners on board. So the center of the seat converts to a long table, a banquet table. You, We send a barge over to whatever restaurant you want your food catered from. They set it up, you get on, and off you go. And so you can have a full dinner. It could be breakfast, lunch, dinner. It could be cocktail parties. It could be really anything like that. And those are chartered by the hour. 
And the most uh, use of our barges and the majority of our fleet is really subject to the tours, the river tours that are a historical narrative. And it's about a 35 to 45-minute 40, long tour. And it's point A to point A. It starts and ends at the same place. It's one of our ticket locations. And it's the most popular use of our fleet. Yeah, and all these all these are performed on the same type of barge, and they're all run on compressed natural gas. And how long has the firm been in business? Uh, not necessarily under my ownership, but since the early 60s. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us a little bit for those unfortunate souls who haven't <laughs> had the opportunity to visit your fine city, a little bit about the idea of the river walk and downtown area and sort of why, what they would experience when they have a chance to visit your fine city? The river walk, uh, as you would see it today or 60, 100 years ago, is following the natural course of the San Antonio River. So through the years, starting with a concept in the 40s from a local architect into the 60s where development started really happening and buildings started turning the, their building around, the face of their building around to face the river, um, that started developing into what became clubs. Uh, certain areas became clubs, restaurants, little boutiques, uh, office buildings, and nothing to, you know, nothing more than two, three stories high for the most part. And so it kept its natural course. There was a small deviation that was built for Hemisphere in 1968, but again, it's it's uh, the natural water of the river flowing through it. And for the most part, it is as the river has always run its course. Uh, right now, it's um, going through a beautification project of the portion that's south of the downtown area that will be called the Mission Reach because it connects four of the missions, the original five missions that that were found that this city was founded on. And so it's called the Mission Reach. It's being beautified, dug up, cleaned up. It will not have the same type of use as you probably saw downtown. Uh, while it will be the natural course, it will remain a little more rustic for more bike trails and kayaking kind of uh, use. Mm-hmm. And then uh, north of north of the downtown area is what was already cleared out and continue and and cleared and cleaned from the mouth of the San Antonio River to the downtown area is called the Museum Reach. There are a couple of museums that have always been in that in that area and now there are of course uh, there's development there's a lock and dam system and it's it's, it's fabulous it's about two a little over 2.3 miles. Um, so that is what people will come and see they'll see 100-year-old cypress trees. They'll see riverbanks that are, you know, 60, 80 years old. Uh, really, even towards the area of the Alamo, everybody knows the Alamo, so even that is really, really carefully preserved by the city of San Antonio in its, in its entirety as far as its original, original form. Some of these, uh, some of these sidewalks are, you know, 60, 85 years old. Uh, in the original stones that were laid down for people to be able to enjoy the river walk. The first time that I stood beside the Alamo, I was taken by its size. I guess I had expected 
I mean, it's very impressive and everything, but it's really not that large of a structure. No. It's amazing. No, it's no, amazing. especially when you think of John Wayne going through it, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, like no, no, it is the common comment that's made. They thought that it was just a taller structure. Once you kind of walk through the grounds, you get a little better feel for it, but, yeah, it's not that big of a structure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's, let's turn our focus of all the business lessons that you've learned over your career, what we call here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, your guiding principle. Would you be able to share that with our audience, please? I think I can try to put it into words for you, Rick. Um, It began with a lack of knowledge, and that was probably my greatest asset, I think, walking in the door because it forced me to break down the problem in a very unconventional way, certainly not from a business degree standpoint. And so it was more of a logical, simplistic means of analyzing what the problem was skipping around and saying, what's the end result that we want, and figure out the middle fun part, right? And in doing so, of course, you have to hire people that are smarter than you. And and that was absolutely the first step. But once we sat down at a table many times and broke down what those, say, four major problems were, um, we we came to what were surprising for me, very simple solutions that I was I was actually surprised hadn't been put into place to fix it, you know. I thought that uh, the previous owners and the previous uh, management truly uh, truly had good experience, good intentions, and did a very good job for the most part. But the serious problems that were holding the company back were actually quite simple to fix, and it was simply breaking it down from a totally unconventional standpoint doing ABC is wrong with it, fix it with an EFG, and what's in between. It just kind of fell into place. It really did. I hear that, and I think the audience is, as I am, intrigued to learn a little bit more about these simple changes that you needed to make. So let's take a sponsorship break, and when we come back, Joanne, I guess I'm going to ask you if you'd be if you're willing to, to sort of maybe get us a little deeper in what these surprisingly simple changes were that you made to the business that transformed the business and allows you to be a successful enterprise today, okay? Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be right back, but let's first spend just a few minutes with a couple of our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. 
Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Joanne Boone, president of Rio San Antonio Cruises, is our first guest on the program today. And I do want to thank Peter Broiler of Executive Forums in San Antonio, Joanne, for introducing you to us as a guest. I thank you as well, yeah. Let's, um, let's explore a bit the things that you discovered needed to be done that transformed the business. Well, if I could backtrack a little bit by telling you what the problems were that I walked into, I could, it's a little bit easier for me to break those down for you. I walked into a company in October of 2002 that had very poor employee morale due to some negative, continued negative publicity regarding the relationship between the previous management and ownership of this contract and how it worked with the city, and accusations back and forth, okay, that were endless in the newspaper. So when these employees, you know, kept would go into a store with their uniform on, or the, you know, people would laugh at them and say, God, you guys are the ones that work for that company. It's crazy. So the employee morale started really suffering at that point. Not only uh, add to that, that, that the employees were not actually, in factually, not being reviewed annually, not given assessment of their performance. There was no evaluation done on them to give them an idea if they were doing a good job or not doing a good job. And in many cases, in most cases, to be honest with you, they were not being given, you know, uh, due raises or bonuses to, to encourage them and to, to uh, move them forward just to keep them up with a cost of living issue. So that contributed to the morale. Um, so, you know, what do you do? You walk in, you say, hey, why haven't these people been, oh, you know, talked to or dealt with, and you have a lot of good employees here, you know? And so that was the first thing. So you simply sit down, you pull out the personnel files by department, you, you, you talk to the supervisor, and you say, here's the plan. Here's how we're going to start talking to these people. And what kind of record do you have? Are they good employees? And if they are, why the heck isn't somebody telling them? We had 50% uh, turnover at that time. That company was experienced every year. It was going through a 50% turnover. And it was no, re no question why. It, it didn't surprise me at all. We now have a little bit less than 10%, and that most of that is seasonal, seasonal loss. But... Um, so we started, you know, reviewing these these employees, looked at their their qualifications, their performance over the, some of them had been here for 10 years and they hadn't really been properly addressed. Uh 
and you start turning your head towards the employee and telling them, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm, I'm realizing what you're doing, and uh, for the most part, it's great. Can you fix this? Because I'd love to keep you on. But unless you do that, we're not going to have a good time here, you know? And and then the ones that were great, you know, you say, you know, I'm sorry that, that to this day you haven't been been acknowledged, but that all that's changing. And you start having them, you know, fix their collar. Their st- you know, there's a pride all of a sudden in coming to, to work. Uh, they they sent me note after note after note saying, you know what, there's a negative um, association with the name of the company, and we, no matter how good it is for us internally, we go out to the world, and there seems to be really some some bad taste in in San Antonio's mouth. So I said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole campaign. We're gonna change the name of the company, and we did. And it began to be known as a new company with a new attitude. The second biggest problem, Rick, was probably the fact that um, there was very slow service in order to come down to the river, buy your ticket, get in line again to get on the barge. You were waiting 45 minutes or an hour. Easy. And I'm being conservative. The reason for that was that the entire fleet of 40 barges, which is still the size of the fleet I own today, was not even available to send to the docks to pick people up because it was in very poor condition. So immediately, I I think I wasn't here two weeks, we purchased 40 engines for all the 40 barges. And we went into a plan of maintaining the aluminum hulls, getting them back into condition, fresh paint. And all of a sudden, when you had a demand at dock, we had the barges to send for them, so there wasn't a wait. When you start doing that and you start servicing the people that are coming down, the word gets out, you know what, it's not so bad. It looks long, it's not so bad. They're moving quickly. And we started increasing our ridership tremendously. And when we increased our ridership, Rick, within the first seven months, the $1 million debt that I bought into was extinguished. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it, it was amazing. So then that real taxi service that I told you about, that was crazy because people in the first place didn't know it was out there. Um, there's very little you, I can, there's, there's very few areas that I can change in the design of the boat without going through commissions and agencies because of the historic significance of the Riverwalk. So I needed to do something to make these real taxi barges noticeable and uh, figure out why the heck people weren't riding them to begin with. Well, in the first place, the only if you're at street level at a hotel, you had to you would come down to the river and you would have to go to one of our ticket locations to buy a real taxi ticket that didn't board at that ticket location. You had to go and stop it along the river and, and get on it. That was how it was before. Or you had to go back up to street level to the hotel you were staying at and buy it from the concierge up there or from one of the gift shops up at street level. Well, you know, when I took over, there was, the ridership was at a little over 2000 a year, which is nothing. So we said, okay, so how do we fix this? How do you make it, you know, when I go to New York, I put my hand out, 
I get in the back seat, and I buy and I buy my fare as I go. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, let's. That's what we do. Let's, we're going to start doing it. So we have a special bank on the driver. He's bonded. He or she is bonded. We have female drivers also. Um, and off they go with a cash bank that sells them the ticket the minute they step on board. So from one year to the next, from going from a two thousand ridership, we went to forty two thousand in one year. And it has increased every year. So it was like a nineteen hundred percent increase for a simple solution. I mean how that's all we did was make the ticket convenient for the passenger. Just in that in that one amount, um, and so of course you know you so now you're you're bringing in you're increasing your rep, you've 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 increased your employee morale and and just to touch on the employee morale not only did we address their their performance but we increased their benefits we lowered their health their uniform costs we lowered their health insurance costs and we brought in a four hundred one k plan for them um, and they're ecstatic about it. They're ecstatic about it. Um, the drivers actually can make quite a bit of money in tax in in tips on weekends. This is our peak season, and they just go. They they won't they won't go home for the light. You you know, there's no way you can get them to go home until that shift is done. They are so happy to be doing it, and I record them. They don't know when I'm going to record them, and they don't know when I'm going to do a surprise. Uh, onboard evaluation by one of the supervisors, but we continuously on a daily basis record our drivers to make sure that they are adhering to the script that has 39 mandatory mention items every time they give a tour. And so I listen to the CDs and I say, okay, uh, bad joke, not mm-hmm. good, stick to the script. Uh, and, of course, we watch their timing and they they know that they have to answer to somebody, and they know that, but they ab- they're absolutely clear on what their expectation as a as an employee is, and I don't think that was the case when I got here. What was your background before you bought this enterprise? Well, right before I bought it, I had a translation company. I was doing simultaneous translations for court reporters for depositions. Uh, but the, what gave me exposure to the barge company to begin with had happened years before that. It was in the early 80s. I had worked for a nonprofit organization that runs events and happenings here on the Riverwalk still to this day. And I was in charge of all the special events, which were large festivals of 200, 300,000 people over a weekend. And I worked with the barge company. And the barge company at that time lent us barges to put bands on. And, and, and I began to become familiar with that operation. And I immediately began to form a mental list of what I would do differently. And I didn't know I was doing it back then, but I was. Um, you know, in the first place, the gasoline motors. and ugh, It's just crazy. But... Um, that was my only, really, only exposure to this barge company and the uniqueness of it and how it operates. Yeah. So my, my final question for you today here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast is talk to us about the future of your firm. Where do you see growth opportunities? We'll have you back on a future program. What's going to be different? Could you share that with our audience today, please, Joanne? Yes, just recently, and I'd say recently in the last two, three months, Rick, we 
started sitting down and, and, and figuring out a way in which we could invite corporations or any kind of a business down to have a piece of the Riverwalk without having blatant advertising all over our barges. And it had to be a very subtle, it had to be a very quiet way. And, and, and really, we have uh, five different steps in which somebody can come down, sponsor a day, and say, and, and we give out a flyer and a piece of informi- informative uh, material to each person that approaches our window. And also as they board the barge, and it's just a little piece of a paper. The barge driver doesn't mention it. It's simply with your ticket, and it's a piece of information about what a company would like them to know about. What is your projected ridership for 2012, for this year? A little over 1.5 million customers, yeah. Okay, so I said that was going to be my last question, but I lied because you continue <laughs> to amaze me. When you bought this, did I hear you say you had 2,000 riders? Just on the taxi alone, it, was, it went from 2,000 to 42,000 in one year. And now you, with, with your different transportation, your three lines, you expect to exceed a million? Oh, no. we have Last year it was right under 1.5 million, and we will exceed that number this year. 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. You are to be commended Thank for you. taking your approach to this business. And we always look for teachable moments here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. And <laughs> I not only was excited because I know your product, and so that's always fun um, to have the owner of a business that you're familiar with, but I didn't realize the other lessons that you were going to be sharing with us. So how does somebody learn more about you online? What's your website? www.riosanantonio.com. That's Rio, R-I-O, with the city of San Antonio, all one word, .com. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the Executive Forum's business community and continued success doing what you're doing in that fine city. Thanks so much, Rick. Hope to see you back in San Antonio. I would love it. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you. All right. You never know sometimes on the program what, in addition to what you're planning for, you're going to be able to share with the audience. And I'm really impressed with uh, Joanne's entrepreneurial rebuilding of that business. And hopefully those of you that are listening to the program, either live as a podcast, uh, feel the same way. So now we're going to take our second sponsorship break. I see from my producer, Pablo, that our second guest, Tom Kreckel, of Full Sail Strategies, is lined up and ready to go. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about business models and some other topics with Mr. Kreckel. But first, let's spend a few minutes with our sponsors. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? 
And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rika's Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.